The Los Angeles Kings continue to make moves to shape the 2022 roster, and the future of the Kings is on the ice this week. Plus, who am I and why am I now your host? All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked On LA Kings. It is Tuesday, July 12th. I'm Eddie Garcia, and this is Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. On my first ever solo show, we'll be talking about the Kings' recent signings, including a new deal for leading scorer Adrian Kempe, plus the Kings' developmental camp is underway. Uh, But first, I want to say welcome to uh, this show. Uh, Again, I'm Eddie Garcia. I'm your new host, um, and I want to get into who I am and uh, how I became a Kings fan a little bit before we get into the bulk of the Kings talk. But before I get into that, I do want to thank Sarah Amphipato, the former host of Locked On LA Kings. Um, she, uh, had hosted the show for over a year. I believe she was the original host of this show. And I just wanted to recognize her and thank her for all of her hard work in getting this show going. Um, I was brought in to be, uh, Sarah's co-host for this season. Um, but Sarah decided that there were some other opportunities that she wanted to pursue. And she thought this was a good time for her to step away and pass the show on to someone else. Um, so we wish Sarah all the best of luck and again, thank her for all of her hard work on getting this podcast off the ground. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very excited to be taking over. I do want to give you a little bit of background on me real quick. Um, I have worked in sports broadcasting for almost 30 years for the past 20 plus years. Specifically, I've been at the Fox sports radio network as a co-host sidekick, uh, newsman, uh, all those types of things and kind of the de facto NHL expert, Um, now if you listen to sports talk radio, you know that, uh, especially in a market like Los Angeles, there's not a lot of hockey talk either locally or nationally. So I'm super excited not only to be doing this show to talk about the sport. I love hockey, but also to talk about my favorite team, the LA Kings. And I I do want to make that clear. I am a fan first and foremost. I'm not a journalist. It doesn't mean that I don't want to be accurate and, and do all of the things that come along with being a journalist, being fair and doing all those kinds of things. But I was a Kings fan before I got into sports media. I plan on being a Kings fan after I get out of this, whenever that might be. So that's where I'm coming from. I am a Kings fan, just like you. Uh, I cheer when they win. I get bummed out when they lose. Um, But, you know, I, I think that fandom fuels my energy to do something like this. I think it's an asset, frankly, for somebody that's doing this. And hopefully... Um, you know, I, I feel like I can still be very fair. I'm not a cheerleader for the Kings, although I want them to win every game, but I am more than willing to criticize the team when they do things that I don't think are good, whether it's a player, a coaching decision or a signing by the team, whatever it is. Um, but I also, you know, certainly welcome your feedback as well. Um, as we are, we are in this together as, as Kings fans and really excited about the upcoming season, uh, how I became a Kings fan. Um, I, I, when I was a kid, I was a sports nut. I liked all the major sports, football, baseball, basketball, still a huge football fan. Um, but I didn't know much about hockey. I grew up, I was born in Hawaii. I grew up in central California, no ice rink in the town that I grew up in. So I was not exposed to hockey at any level as a kid. Um, but once I got into college, um, one of my college roommates was a huge LA Kings fan and he turned me on to the, t- the team and the sport. And one of the things I think a lot of people maybe don't like about hockey or, or don't decide not to get into hockey is, you know, if you're not, if you don't grow up with it, 
there's an unfamiliarity with it and there you don't know the rules and you don't really understand the strategy and it's different from maybe other sports you've followed. And so there's a tendency to kind of just back away from it because you don't want to invest in something you don't really know about. Well, for me as a self thought of sports expert, as a young man, it actually intrigued me that I didn't know anything about hockey, that I didn't know the rules, that this was still very new to me. And it kind of drew me in. I wanted to know more about it. So the first year I really got into watching hockey happened to be the 92-93 season. And if you've been around that long as a Kings fan, you know they made an improbable run to the Stanley Cup final. Wayne Gretzky, a hat trick in Game 7 at Maple Leaf Gardens to get to the Stanley Cup, where they unfortunately lost uh, to the Montreal Canadiens in a series that I'm still upset about. But watching that first season of Kings hockey, really watching the team from the beginning of that year all the way through, um, really hooked me on on being a hockey fan. And then the playoffs, playoff hockey, you guys know there's nothing like it. And going on that journey with the Kings, even though they, it was a disappointing finish, sold me on hockey for life. I basically turned my back on the NBA and it's all about hockey. And uh, just so um, it's been, it's been a up and down road since then. Obviously there were some very lean years, but then, you know, we won two Stanley cups. I was able to be at Staples center and see both those cups, one on home ice. It was a thrill of a lifetime and looking forward to some, uh, some future thrills as well. And, uh, certainly a lot of things to be excited, excited about for the upcoming season. And we'll certainly talk more about the latest news with the LA Kings and how the roster appears to be pretty much set. But first, I need to tell you about Built Bar. Uh, now, I play beer league hockey twice a week. I don't play it well, but I love it. It's something I, I have a passion for, but sometimes I need a little extra energy boost before I take the ice. And when that is the case, I reach for a Built Bar, but not just any Built Bar. I go for the new coconut brownie chunk Built Bar with marshmallow. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, and it's good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all the deliciousness you want. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com now and make sure you don't miss out. All built bars are made with collagen proteins, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs. And when you go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo LOCKED15. All right, as for the LA Kings and what they've done uh, over the past few days, uh, I'm sure you already are well aware of the Kevin Fiala trade and signing, uh, a, a huge trade uh, and signing for the LA Kings to secure that what we think will be uh, the top line going forward of Kevin Fiala, Andre Kopitar, and Adrian Kempe, who signed this week, the last couple of days. Uh, he agrees on a four-year, $22 million deal with a 5.5 Average annual value against the cap, uh, 35 goals last year, 54 points, both career highs for Adrian Kempe. Uh, And let's focus on that signing uh, for the moment. Um, You know, I think the two orders of business for sure for GM Rob Blake going uh, into this offseason was to upgrade that top line to add some scoring to a Kings team that is very solid defensively but is lacking in offense. Uh, and, And that's certainly... Uh, what he has done in signing a guy like Kevin Fiala and locking him up to a, a long-term deal. Uh, so then the next order of business was re-signing restricted free agent Adrian Kempe. And I, I really like the, the term of the deal. Uh, four years, and you may say, why not lock him up to a seven-year deal like Kevin Fiala? 
uh, coming off this amazing season. Well, I think it protects the Kings a little bit in that, look, remember Adrian Kempe didn't have a 20-goal season before this year. I mean, this was a breakout year in every way for Adrian Kempe. 35 goals. We hope that's going to be the norm going forward. But I think to be realistic, that may be the ceiling. We don't know at this point. We think he's going to be at this level. Now that he's kind of been locked in uh, on that right wing spot, on the top line, um, I, 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 am, I have a belief in Adrian Kempe. I think this is more of what we're going to see uh, now that he's, again, found his spot in the lineup, is getting the minutes that he's getting and is producing. Is he going to score 35 goals every year for the next four years? I hope so, but I'm not sure about that. And only giving a four-year deal, you're not locking into him you know, for seven or eight years because that was such a career year for him. It was such a, a performance over the norm for what he's produced uh, in his young career um, that I think you don't want to go all in on it yet. You want to see him do it again, right? You want to see him prove it. Now, if he does in four years, he's going to be in line for an even bigger payday. Um, and we all hope that happens. I hope he has 35 goals uh, every year going forward for the next four years. And then we got to make a big decision on paying him bigger money, but that's down the road for now. The Kings lock him up for four years, hopefully going forward. This is what we're going to see from Adrian Kempe. Um, and 5.5 million a year is a very fair price. Certainly a boost uh, in salary for him uh, and rewarding him for what he did this past season, which he absolutely deserves. So I like the four years, I like the 22 million uh, and also give the, gives the Kings room to do some other things uh, like signing restricted free agents, Carl Grundstrom and Leas Anderson. Grundstrom gets a two year deal worth 2.6 million. That's 1.3 million uh, average annual value. Anderson gets a one year deal worth $750,000. Uh, like the Grundstrom uh, signing, another young forward who's kind of coming into his own um, this past year, six goal, or excuse me, nine goals and six assists in 54 games. But I think it's what Grundstrom did in the playoffs that really is what we're really hoping for, right? In, in the series against the Oilers, there were some times where he was just a true power forward. I mean, I think he realized uh, that taking the puck strong to the net is good things for Carl Grundstrom and good things for the LA Kings. Um, looking to see him build off that playoff performance going into next season and, and again, show what he can do being that power forward type that the Kings need. As far as Leas Anderson, I, I got to be honest, I don't really get this signing. Yeah, it's one year. Yeah, it's less than a million dollars. So they're not investing much in him. But this is a guy who, for all the world, looks to be a, an absolute bust. He was a seventh overall pick of the Rangers in 2017, they gave up on him. The Kings decided, well, maybe a change of scenery. He's only 23 years old. Uh, they bring him in. He's done pretty much nothing with the Kings as well. Now, granted, he hasn't really gotten the ice time, but but again, you earn your ice time, and and they don't feel that he's earned it. And there's a lot of other options uh, that they can turn to. Um, you know, guys like Gabe Velarde and and Jared Anderson Dolan uh, and others who were also made qualifying offers this past week, but. I'm not. I think it's a lot of wishful thinking with Leah Sanderson. I just don't see him getting the ice time to prove that he is a legitimate everyday NHL player. I don't think he'll get it with the Kings. Maybe he goes somewhere else and gets it. But like I said, the Kings decided it's it's a very cheap price. He's still young, and you know they're hoping that eventually he can mature and turn into a regular NHL player. But I got to be honest with you, I'm not very optimistic about that happening. So like the Grundstrom signing, obviously love the Kempe signing, Leah Sanderson, eh, not really 
high on that. Also, earlier today, the Kings re-signed veteran defenseman Alex Edler. He gets a one-year extension, base salary of $750,000. He is eligible to earn an additional $750,000 if he reaches some games-played bonuses. Um, I'm okay with this. I, and Rob Blake, I talked about maybe wanted to bring in one of the veteran defensemen back, either Alex Edler or Ole Mata or even Troy Stetcher, who they brought in late um, as a help with the injury situation they had. So it looks like they've obviously picked Alex Edler. I think Ole Mata and Troy Stetcher will be moving on. Um, but Alex Edler is uh, he's going to be going into his 17th NHL season. He's 36 years old. He did play well for the Kings early in the season, and then he got hurt. And he came back for the playoffs, and it was pretty clear he was not 100%. Um, I think he probably won over a lot of the his teammates and, and people in the organization by showing a lot of grit and a lot of gut and knowing the Kings had you know needed some help on the blue line in the playoffs. And again, he clearly wasn't 100%. I know we kind of take that for granted in hockey that guys play through injury. But I think, like I said, he showed a lot of leadership, a lot of grit, a lot of gut in getting out there and playing when he wasn't 100%. I think that really won a lot of his teammates over and, and again, people in the organization. So hopefully he comes in, can provide some some depth leadership uh, on the blue line. Um, you know, obviously we've got, you know, Drew Doughty is going to be back healthy. Uh, we keep our fingers crossed. You've got um, Sean Walker coming back, Matt Roy to go along with some of the younger guys like Mikey Anderson, Tobias Bjornfoot, Sean Dursey, who knows, maybe Jordan Spence, maybe even a Brant Clark. We don't know, but I think it's a pretty good mix on the blue line uh, as far as veterans and, and young players. And I'm, I'm good with bringing back Alex Edler on a cheap deal to provide that veteran depth and, and, and leadership. I know some people out there, some Kings fans were hoping they'd go out and make a bigger splash to show up the blue line. But I think we've, like I said, we, we've, we've brought in Kevin Fiala. That was our big move. We've re-signed Adrian Kempe. Now we're re-signing some other pieces. We've made qualifying offers to restricted free agents, Mikey Anderson and Sean Dursey, as well as, as, well as Jarrett Anderson-Dolan and Gabe Velarde. Uh, we did not make a qualifying offer to Brendan Lemieux, so he is going to move on elsewhere. And he's the type of player I do want to talk about on a future upcoming show about you know, the Kings being the type of team uh, that doesn't have a lot of grit right now. But again, that's for a, a future show. Um, we've got you know the free agency period officially starting up on Wednesday. And I, I know if, if, if you're a Kings fan and you're looking forward to the Kings doing something on Wednesday, uh, I think you're going to be disappointed. I think the Kings are pretty much set at this point. Um, they are right now have a, a, almost an $8 million cap hit. They've got about $3.5 million of cap space left, but they still, again, have to work out those deals on those qualifying offers with guys like Mikey Anderson and Sean Dursey, Gabe Velarde, Jarrett Anderson-Dolan. And so I think the Kings are done. I think our lineup is set. And to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it going forward. Coming up, we'll talk about the future of the LA Kings on the ice, uh, taking the ice this week. Uh, but first, just a reminder that the uh, Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all of your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. So the NHL draft was this past Thursday and Friday in Montreal, and the Kings entered the draft with five picks, but they ended up making seven selections. The Kings did have a third-round pick, but they traded it to Tampa Bay for an extra fourth-round pick and an extra sixth-round pick. 
Of course, the Kings did not have a first-round selection because that pick was sent to Minnesota in the Kevin Fiala deal. So with their first pick in the second round, the Kings took Jack Hughes, uh, a center out of Northeastern University in Boston. Um, there is another Jack Hughes in the NHL you might know about. He plays for the New Jersey Devils, a former number one overall pick. And that Hughes family uh, of Jack and Quinn, and I think Luke is the other, the third youngest brother, uh, this Jack Hughes, our Jack Hughes, not related to them. Uh, he is related, though, to Kent Hughes, who is the new general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. So he certainly comes from a, a hockey family. We'll get more into Jack uh, in a future episode. Uh, with the two fourth-round picks for the Kings, they selected center Kenny Connors out of Dubuque in the U.S. Hockey League and Angus Booth, a left defense from Shawinigan in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. With their fifth-round pick, the Kings selected Otto Salin from Finland. He's a right defense. Uh, he was the only non-North American player the Kings selected with their seven selections. Uh, the two sixth-round picks, we had Jake Wright, or excuse me, Jared Wright, uh, right winger from Omaha in the U.S. Hockey League, and Jack Sparks, a right defense from St. Michael's in the Ontario Junior Hockey League. And with the seventh-round selection, the Kings took Caleb Lawrence, a left-winger out of Owen Sound in the OHL. Now, we're going to do a deeper dive on the Kings draft picks this year as we go along. But if you didn't know, the Kings developmental camp is underway. It started on Monday at the Toyota Sports Performance Center in El Segundo. Uh, I believe you can check this out in person. I believe it is open to the public. Uh, you can check out the schedule at uh, lakings.com. I also retweeted uh, the schedule on our Twitter account, which is at LockedOnLAKings. Please uh, follow that if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, the future of the LA Kings is out on the ice. All of the Kings draft picks this season, except for Otto Salen, the kid from Finland, are attending the Kings developmental camp right now, um, which runs through Friday. Um, they are early morning sessions, so it's not that conducive if you have a nine to five job. But if you don't, if you're like me, if you work overnight hours, I would encourage you to get out there and check out uh, some of these Kings draft picks. Um, also taking part is former number one picks, Quentin Byfield and Alex Turcott and to boys uh, Bjornfoot and Brant Clark, all number one picks for the Kings also taking part in the developmental camp. Um, I plan on getting out there um, coming up on Friday to check out the final day of the event um, and hopefully get a chance to post some videos of uh, the Kings working out uh, on our Twitter account. Again, it is at locked on LA Kings. Uh, also going to try and get some interviews as well with a couple of the players or maybe some of the people in the Kings organization to kind of get a recap on how the developmental camp went uh, this past season and uh, looking forward to checking it out. Again, if, if you can, if you can get out there, it's, it's worth your while uh, over at the uh, Toyota sports performance center in El Segundo, all uh, of the Kings draft picks, except one taking part. And uh, we'll, we'll get an update on how things are going. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. I know that there was uh, an issue with the, Arizona Coyotes number one pick earlier today um, uh, it was Connor Geeky their number one pick uh, or one of their number one picks got injured in their developmental camp so let's keep our fingers crossed everybody stays healthy and uh, everybody is uh, going to be ready to go uh, as they continue their hockey careers but this is their first taste of professional hockey the first taste of getting on the ice as far as the guys that we picked in the draft uh, for this season uh, and also a good opportunity for guys like Quentin Byfield, um, who, of course, got hurt early in last year to get this little bit of extra skating in, going into training camp and then going into the preseason. Of course, Alex Turcotte, uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, the former first-round pick, um, he's had some concussion issues. 
Hopefully he is going to be a hundred percent and okay. And also use this time to get on the ice, get some extra work in uh, with his teammates and, and Brant Clark, uh, our former number one pick the defenseman. I know there's a lot of high hopes for him. Uh, I know some people were uh, upset when we decided to send Brock Faber to Minnesota in the Kevin Fiala deal. But when you got a guy like Brant Clark and others uh, in the system, a lot of depth there at that position uh, going forward. So the Kings were operating from a position of strength there. But Brant Clark, I know uh, a lot of people are very high on him that he'll be contributing uh, for the LA Kings in the very near future. So he is out there as well. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for my first episode here hosting uh, the Locked on LA Kings podcast. Um, if you are someone who has been listening to this show in the past, uh, very much appreciate you giving me your time and hopefully um, going forward that you'll be uh, enjoying this podcast uh, as well. And for any of new listeners that we have, uh, thank you for much, uh, so much for joining as we you know go forward on, again, what I think a lot of us feel like is going to be a pretty exciting season. It was interesting going into last year. You know, I thought the Kings were were developing and moving and growing in the right direction, but I did not see them making the playoffs last season. I was hoping that they would be in competition late in the year for maybe a wild card spot and that that would, you know, again, help these players grow and develop. But lo and behold, uh, they took a pretty big step forward, finishing third in the Pacific and pushing the Edmonton Oilers to a seven-game series in the first round of the playoffs. I know a lot of high expectations now going into this season, and I think justifiably so. Um, You know, like I said, I think the lineup is pretty much set. I think we've got our first two lines absolutely set, barring any kind of injury. Hopefully, Victor Arvidsson goes back fully healthy and ready to be the right winger on that second line. I think we're definitely set down the middle at center with with Kopitar, with Deneau, with with Byfield, and, and also... Uh, with Blake Lazat. So there's a couple of spots still ready to be filled out on the wings uh, in the bottom part of the order and, and also maybe the bottom pair defense still to be figured out. But like I said, I really think the Kings are set. There's always the possibility of a trade. You never know. There's always a possibility of that because the Kings do have a lot of prospects and draft picks that other teams covet. But I think the Kings are pretty much set going forward. I think we're ready to go. Keep fingers crossed. Everybody stays healthy. And now we can just count down to the start of training camp. Uh, the start of the preseason, and of course, the. by the way, the NHL schedule is out. If you don't know about that, we'll probably do a little bit of a, a breakdown of that in a future episode, but the schedule's out for next season, and, and hopefully you can tell from my voice how excited I am uh, to get this season started and how excited I am to be uh, doing this show and be with you guys every day, Monday through Friday, to talk about what's going on, the latest involving uh, the LA Kings, breaking down players, and then once the season starts, doing the recap of the games I, I can't wait. I am really excited about this. So coming up on Wednesday's episode, um, we'll see if the Kings do make any moves at the uh, start of the free agency period. I don't think that's going to be the case, but we'll see. Um, plus, we'll take a deeper look at the Kings' first round pick, uh, not first round pick, but first pick of this year's NHL draft again. That is forward Jack Hughes out of Northeastern. Thanks to all of you for listening uh, again. Um, looking forward to this uh, going forward. Uh, thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. They're going to be all over the free agency signing period. So check it out. Uh, stay up to date on everything going on in the hockey world. That's Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute 
NHL podcast. Again, thanks for joining me. I'm Eddie Garcia. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.